You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 94. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, then you are starting with probably the best episode I can think of for that beginning. Probably even better than episode number one, the one about TLC which I know is a little strange for me to be saying, but after 93 episodes, there's a lot of things that I have covered. And well, there's been a lot of learning too, in terms of the kinds of things that I think a podcast is really good at helping you understand and providing those aha moments. So last week, for those of you who've been listening, you know that I was in Boston for my mom's 83rd birthday. And I still remember as we were packing for the trip and we were choosing outfits for my mom's birthday, my dad insisted, this is kind of funny here, my dad insisted that the number one priority was for mom to be comfortable. And then at the same time, he said, but mom looks best in that skirt. I wanted her to wear that skirt and she needs to wear pantyhose if she's going to wear those shoes. Actually, pretty much any shoes with a skirt. <laughs> to which I basically looked at my dad and I'm like, have you ever tried wearing a skirt and pantyhose? Because if comfort is the number one priority, <laughs> those are mutually exclusive, dad. <laughs> so the other thing that occurred to me as I was helping my mom pick out outfits was really that idea of always wanting to be thinner. My mom always talked about how when she was when she graduated from college, she had a waist of 22 inches, which I believe was also what was reported as Vivian Lee's waistline when she starred in Gone with the Wind as Scarlett O'Hara. And what I was thinking about as we were picking out outfits and we were talking about being comfortable is I was really hoping that at the age of 82, and she turned 83, okay, at the age of 82, <laughs> that it was really no longer something that she was thinking about that need to be thinner. And so part five of my five-part series about why you haven't been able to lose weight, I want to address when you think I need to lose weight. When you use those words when you're thinking about weight loss, And I really want you to actually finish the sentence for me. So when you think, I need to lose weight, the rest of the sentence goes, what, like what? I need to lose weight in order to, or because I want to rock that little black dress, or I don't want to go up another size, or I want to be in a smaller size, or I want to walk pain-free, move pain-free. Why do you think that you need to lose weight? So I mentioned the little black dress because 
Back when I owned Pacific Heights Health Club, the Little Black Dress Project was easily our most popular program. And I am grateful that it helped me reach a lot of people. And it really gave me the opportunity to coach hundreds of women in the three years that we offered it. And I can honestly say I lost count of the number of times I was told about how brilliant the marketing was. But sometimes when I think about it, I'm really torn. And why? Well, because it's based on society's expectations of how we're supposed to look in a little black dress. And so it preys on our insecurities. But I am still grateful that it gave me the opportunity to help hundreds and hundreds of women. Anyway, so every time we signed up a new member for one of these programs, I sat down with the person and I did an initial consultation. These usually went somewhere between 90 minutes to two hours. And in these consultations, we always started with a health history and fitness assessment. And then we would talk about goals. And weight loss was at the top of the list every single time. Sometimes they would say that it was their doctor who told them that they needed to lose weight. And then with men, this was obviously not for the Little Black Dress Project, but with men who were joining the club, a lot of times I also heard them say that my wife really wants me to lose weight. And I would always look at them and I would basically utilize the five whys method. This is actually a technique or a method, if you will, that a lot of folks use to really get to what is the real reason for wanting to do something. Okay, So after someone told me they needed to lose weight or wanted to lose weight, my second question was always, why is it important to you? So why is it important to you to rock that little black dress? And I have to tell you, 50% of the time, when I ask that question, sincerely, why is it important to you? 50% of the time, women would start tearing up. And a lot of times it was moms with relatively young children who had basically put their needs aside in order to take care of their kids. And so they had subsumed their own needs. It was one of the few times that they had heard recently that what was important to them actually mattered. So in part five of this five-part series, we started with the thought mistake, I should be able to do it on my own. Then we talked about I can't eat what I really want. The third one was, I will start on Monday. And then the last one I just did last week was, I'm doing everything and it's still not working. So today, when I talk about I need to lose weight, the reason I saved it for last is because, one, I wanted to save the best for last. Two, as Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. And three, because we really do want to start with why. So again, if you think I need to lose weight, I really, really want you to start with 
What is your why? And for those of you who have read the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, this is really about figuring out your compelling why. So we're not talking about business here. We are talking about your weight loss journey and why you think you need to lose weight or want to lose weight. And what I want to do today for the rest of this podcast is really share with you the anatomy of a compelling why. So the first thing is it needs to be for yourself and not for anyone else. The second, it needs to be coming from a place of self-love and not self-loathing. Number three, it needs to connect to the life that you want. And number four, the compelling why will drive the criteria you use for deciding what you do going forward, the programs that you choose, the actions that you want to take. So if it's because your doctor or someone else has told you that you need to lose weight, I'm going to tell you right now, this won't be compelling enough to create that intrinsic motivation required for lasting weight loss. So you may start that process because someone else wants you to do it. And that may actually get you past the initial inertia, but it will not last. As a matter of fact, for people who think they need to lose weight, having someone else tell them you need to lose weight isn't helpful. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is look up Valerie Bertinelli and need to lose weight. So just a little background here. Valerie Bertinelli had posted on Instagram and then received a comment, an unsolicited unsolicited comment from someone that said she needed to lose weight. And this kicked off a very powerful conversation on body shaming. So again, regardless of your intentions, telling someone else that they need to lose weight is not helpful. At the same time, if you hear someone say to you, you need to lose weight, I want you to remember that statement only has power It only has that ability to shame if you truly believe it yourself. If you believe that you need to lose weight, you're buying that narrative. I will make one exception here, and that is for doctors. If a doctor is telling you that in order to reduce the amount of medication that you're taking for cholesterol or blood pressure, you would need to lose some weight, That's in a very, very specific context. That is not an appearance-based body shaming context. When it's purely for treating disease or managing disease, I think that's a different story. Same thing with if you're suffering from knee pain or back pain and a doctor tells you, well, if you were to lose 20 pounds, it would help. Okay, but even there, I would say just the statement in and of itself still isn't helpful. People know if they are overweight. What they really are in need of isn't 
a statement like you need to lose weight. It's here are some resources that I highly recommend that will show you how to actually create habits that stick. So I want you to exercise more, move more. I want you to eat more fruits and vegetables. This will actually show you how to make that happen so that you're able to create those healthy habits that we're looking for. Again, we're strictly limiting the conversation here to your health or to someone's health. So now let's actually look at the power of words. So when you say, I need to lose weight, the use of the word need, and that's actually different from even saying something like, I want to lose weight, or better yet, I choose, I'm choosing to take better care of my body. That's really actually more coming from a place of self-love. So again, the first thing I said was it needs to be for yourself. The next is to come from a place of self-love. So when you say I need to lose weight, the unspoken part of this is usually something to the effect of I need to lose weight so I can feel good about myself or my body. And I will tell you (laughs) the first time I heard a client say to me, that the reason she wanted to lose weight was because she was disgusted with her body. When I heard that, I was truly heartbroken. How could you have this conversation with yourself? That That's such an unkind, uncompassionate, unhelpful, shame-based thing to say to oneself. So when I heard her say, I'm disgusted with my body. I asked, would you ever say that to someone that you loved, that you cared about, to your best friend? And she said, of course not. So then why are you saying that to yourself? So the part I'm going to talk about now, if you're listening to this and there are young kids around, this is probably a more adult conversation. So you may want to put this on pause and save it for later. Okay. So when we talk about this being disgusted with our body, I know for, for some women, having sex with the lights off can actually be freeing. You're no longer self-conscious about your body. And oftentimes, when we gain weight, we may actually not feel sexy. We may not want to actually be intimate, which a lot of times for our partners, husbands and wives, this will actually have a big impact on your relationship. But it goes back to this feeling of being not good enough, not thin enough, not small enough, not attractive enough, not sexy enough, feeling ashamed. And then of course, underlying all of that is the fear of rejection and abandonment. So we have this fundamental need to be loved and to belong. And that fear of rejection is about judgment from others that we're not good enough as we are. That in order to belong, in order to be accepted, it's conditional upon meeting those expectations. So a variation of this, I need to lose weight would be 
when I lose the weight, when I reach my goal weight, whatever that is, then I'll be happy. Because ultimately what we're doing is we are relying on someone else's definition of what thin is, what thin enough is, or what success looks like. And I will tell you (laughs) that when I was growing up, I remember in high school, my dad's preference in terms of what he, the, the, the figure that he really was drawn to was tall, slender women, like Catherine Bach, who played Daisy Duke in the Dukes of Hazard, And for those of you who don't know who she is or what she looks like, she's a beautiful woman. She was, or she is, I should say, five foot eight. (laughs) I'm five, one and a half. I was never going to be slender with legs that long. That's just not the way I'm built. Okay. And again, my mom wanted to be like Vivian Lee in Gone with the Wind who had a waistline of 22 inches, although I think if you look it up, some will say that it was uh, 25 inches. But the character, Scarlett O'Hara, that she was playing in the book had a waist of 17 inches. And remember, back in those days, women wore corsets. You couldn't breathe. Talk about not being comfortable. <laughs> so again, when we talk about losing weight... In order to meet the expectations set by others. This is not a compelling why that's for yourself. Or coming from a place of self-love. Okay. Self-love would be wanting to lose weight and take better care of yourself. Because you are worth taking care of. Because you believe that you deserve to feel good, both physically and mentally and emotionally. And really, ultimately, what we really want is to be able to feel good from the inside out. It's not about going from the outside in. Okay, so compelling why also connects to what's important in your life that aligns with your values and your purpose and your priorities. So this is really about how you want to show up for the people that you love and care about. In other words, are you problem-oriented or are you solutions-focused? Do you process your emotions and feel your feelings or do you buffer them with food? Do you have healthy boundaries so you can model what that looks like for your kids? And do you try to learn something new every day and stretch your comfort zone and continue to grow as a person, right? Are you grateful for what you have? So again, I'm talking about how you're showing up for the people that you love in your life and what your values are. Is it about family, friends, community? What's that purpose? If it's about being a good mom, when you're taking care of yourself, how do you show up? Are you more patient? Do you show your kids, this is what it looks like to take care of yourself, to love yourself? So your why will ultimately also determine the criteria for the approach or the, or the strategy you take. So if your why is because you don't feel good enough and you need to get 
to that other place, right? The grass is always greener on the other side. And in order to be thin enough, you need to focus on restriction and deprivation and control what you eat. There's an impatience that goes with that. And actually, if you look at the opposite end of this spectrum, where someone is undisciplined, who eats and drinks whatever they want, and they don't pay attention to what they're eating, that they use food like a drug to mood alter, whether it's to avoid pain and discomfort, or to numb, or to distract, or even like to take the edge off after a hard day. This is ultimately a form of self-neglect. It's, it's really just the flip side of the same coin. This is not about finding balance. And this is not about love. This is not about self-love. Because self-love has an aspect of discipline. So we are definitely motivated in the short term to avoid pain. But again... If your strategy for weight loss isn't about self-love, if you're only about avoiding pain and discomfort in the short term, what you're doing won't last. What you're doing isn't going to be actions that you're going to want to do for the rest of your life. You are more interested in focusing on weight loss as a project as opposed to a lifestyle. In other words, you will, in a sense, put the rest of your life on hold to lose the weight. But then once you go back to the way your life is, all the habits that got you to where you are now will just kick back in. And this is how you will wind up stuck on the weight loss roller coaster. So I brought up parenting a lot because for those of you who are moms, When you think about what it means to be a good parent, we talk about things like nourishing, giving our kids nourishing foods to eat, being patient with them, teaching them, being kind and compassionate. So when you think of parenting, we teach kids good habits like brushing their teeth and flossing, having a morning routine going to bed at the same time every night, getting enough sleep, doing your homework, eating your veggies, remembering to say thank you and please. There is discipline because we love them, because we want what's best for them. So when you think about self-love, we want to practice good habits for ourselves, healthy habits for ourselves. And outside of parenting, let's think about some of the best coaches that, or teachers that you may have had, or even managers. These folks motivate through encouragement. Right? It comes from a place of support and believing of, in what you're capable of. It's not from a place of berating and belittling. So if you catch yourself or you hear a voice inside your head telling you that you should be better than this. You should be thinner than this. You should be in better shape. Anything that starts with that should, this isn't tough love, okay? 
This is judgment. This is criticism. And at the heart of this is you are comparing yourself to others. And as Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm here to tell you, being thinner or smaller or specific size will not make you happy. The work to be done is an inside job to accept yourself and love yourself as you are, which then makes taking care of yourself a labor of love and one that you'll stick with because you believe you are truly worth it. So when you love yourself, when you know that your worth is inherent, so no matter what you do, you are a valuable human being just because you are alive. Weight loss is so much easier. You get to connect with that future version of yourself who doesn't struggle with food anymore, who doesn't speak harshly to herself, who loves herself and is patient with herself when she makes mistakes. And then taking care of yourself is again a labor of love and one that you'll stick with because you believe you are truly worth it. Alrighty, so I'm going to end this episode with a quote by Melody Beattie. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B.com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.